KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Going to have a fun day today. We have folks in studio that donated to My Possibilities during Peace-a-thon. So very excited about that. And we're going to kick things off with... Put the camera on him, Carter. Let's get the camera on. There we go. Man, and they're also in here during a very nervous time because we are on upset alert. We're upset alert. It's on the television. It says we're on upset alert here Uh, in Dallas. So the fact they put it they they have they put it on on your your phone like an amber alert. Isn't it a question mark though? So that doesn't definitively say. Oh, it's like a it's like a tornado watch. Okay. Not a warning. Right? May, I don't know. Watches aren't as big as warnings. Watches are like, hey, you know, I mean, we're we're kind of watching. Warning yeah. is like, everything's in place for this thing to happen we right now. We tell time. I'll okay. put out an EAS test soon. Okay. <laughs> you too, huh? That's how it's going to be now that Joey is back. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is your preferred... I'm just really agitated too because somebody logged out of this computer for the first time. What is your preferred Cowboys offensive line heading into the Jags game? And there used to be the in the insight on the computer about how to log in, and somebody took that away. So yeah, I'm gonna need Corey for you to turn that monitor back over in this direction. So Kevin, everybody has a laptop except for Kevin. My laptop is here. I guess I'm gonna have to use it. But he so he uses the company computer. We all stopped using the company computers why mike they're horrible they're yes exactly they're slow and so everybody's like well i I can just work faster kevin decides you know what i had the same screen in 2003 okay i remember right before i played for the rangers i bought the same computer that we have up here for odyssey my computer's gone there's no computer under here it's gone do you have a computer how old is your computer your personal computer Oh, no. It's missing. See, it doesn't even work. You can't even get on. <laughs> Are you missing a computer, too? It got stolen. <laughs> they no, need- no, no, no. It looks, like, it looks like they took something else from out from underneath there, but they it still looks it. like they're the tower a movie, is there. I think locally they're making a movie called 2001, <laughs> and they needed to find computers for it. Hold on. Is it going to say a space odyssey, but it's going to be A-U-D-A-C-Y? Yeah. I... Am in on that movie. Why'd they take my computer. I use it all the time. Not for anything important, but I use it for the fan text, which is important, I guess. So yes. Now I gotta move. All right. Well, Told whoa, you, tomorrow's whoa. show's gonna blow today. No, show out of today water. is gonna be so great. You don't know who's on the offensive line. We're gonna no. <laughs> what is your preferred offensive line going into the Jacksonville game? Before you answer, Corey, I'll let you answer first. Right. I have this question. What's the percentage that Tyron Smith is active in playing Sunday? Um, I feel like it's I feel like it's about 85, 90%. Really? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say 80%. I, okay. And okay. you know, we can ask Mickey here in just a few minutes cuz he had his eyes on practice and everything yesterday, but I feel like we're pretty close to to seeing him in action. My my biggest question though is how much do I want to play in? Cuz I don't I mean, I don't want him to get hurt before the playoffs. I, I, I want him to get some continuity with the rest of the guys, but I don't want him getting hurt before the playoffs again. So, Kevin, my preference is Tyler Badass in the middle. Okay. Zach Martin, I guess, at right guard. Oh. Huh. You know, because... Feels like that's a pretty... You're probably not finding a better right guard in the game there. Right. Uh, left guard. I'm going to go with Connor McGovern still. 
I'm going to go with Tyron Smith out at left tackle. I'm going to try and swing Tyron over, Tyler over to right tackle. Okay. Because I think the youth, I think, you know, there are a lot of things he's going to have to learn fast. But I do kind of like having Peters as the break uh, glass emergency tackle if need. And I feel like if you move Tyler over to the right side and Tyron gets hurt again, you can just pop Jason Peters in at left tackle and go. You know, I, I feel like that's the most comfortable way to run that. Corey, you watch this more than I do. What has been McGovern's grade this year as a guard? He like, has gotten better throughout the season. All right. Um, he's kind of like a a B minus guy. Like, a, would you say an average, average starting guard yeah, in the NFL? Okay. There are some plays where you're like, man, look at that. Like, that's what he can do. He's a free agent too, right? Yeah, I believe so. The other thing, though, is I don't know if y'all saw it too. Babe Loffenberg tweeted, Josh Ball had two bad plays. He said, I watched it too. He played very well. Two bad plays. Mm. Unfortunately, they can't be, you know, whenever you have a bad play, it can't turn be a, a turnover. And he played, what, third quarter, late fourth quarter. I do wonder if you extrapolate that out over four quarters in a game and somebody has a chance to prepare for him, if that kind of changes the way that he looks. So he has 26 of 28? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If only we could shoot free throws like that. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to go the quarterback direction, but yes, that makes sense as well. All right, Kevin. So my answer is both Smiths on the left side. So I'm going to go with Tyler Smith at guard. Bidez is the proper way to say it, I think. Uh, When did that switch? When Steven says it. Okay. Yeah, the owner and the... General manager and assistant general manager okay. say bye guys. So obviously, maybe he's being sarcastic. Obviously, don't the, they say bye guys? They know their roster better than you, bro. Yeah, you I swear th- every time they plays wide receiver. Well, I yeah. feel like that switched because at first we were told Biotish and Ty Hill. <laughs> we were told Biotish, so I have been curious about that as well. All right, Zach Martin, obviously at right guard. Wow. And I have a combo platter. Ooh. I have a ball Peters. You just keep using them like different ways. I didn't mean to do that. Do you really? <laughs> I was going to say, do you really? I, I really wrote that down and circled them <laughs> and said, I think that the way that you use them in the last game is that some drives you say, all right, Peters, you're in there. And then you have ball in there. If he's if he was 26 or 28, if he was really that good and unfortunately – you know, both of his mistakes led to – I know one led to a turnover because his arm got hit. The other one I think was pretty bad too. It was a, a really negative situation for the Cowboys. But then I, I don't like doing this. I don't like taking Connor McGovern off the field because I totally get – just put your best five out there. Yeah, I totally get that, and that's probably the better way to go. So maybe I'm wrong here, but I guess I would move Tyler Smith to guard. I'm going to have to trust Ty- Tyron Smith is going to stay healthy. I don't believe it, but I'll go with it. Is there a scenario in which you think Tyler Smith is not on the field then? No. I, I mean, again, nobody has said he's playing at Pro Bowl level, but everybody's like, man, he's playing good left tackle. Like You're pretty happy with the left, and you feel like next year he should be even better, you know, and it should grow that way. I think you got to have that dude on the field. I, I really do. I'm going to try and find any way, shape, or form to have him out there. My thing about Ball real quick, Kevin, is, and this kind of for me would be like, kind of like Jaden Hardy, very much like, you know, uh, Cole Wynn coming up late in the season next year, or this past year, if you would have brought him up, he needs to play a little bit. Yeah. I need him to have some reps. If If I have to turn to him in a playoff game, 
You want to throw a dude out there that hasn't played much at all? I don't. So I want. I, I'm saying for the next few games, you have this place where you're going to probably be in the playoffs. Like you're going to have win enough. You're you feel like very confident this team is getting in the playoffs. All you got to do is beat Jacksonville. So you you get that, and then you use the rest of the season. I know you want to beat Philadelphia and everything, but you use the rest of the season to make sure that some of your guys are prepared to play in, in case they need to in the playoffs. Because across social media, there has been concern that it will go Tyron, McGovern, if we're now going with Baidez, uh, Martin and then Josh Ball You're giving on the, peer pressure. the far right side. I and can't so, imagine that. And, I just don't. Or but. people are saying kind of like the some Josh Ball, some Jason Peters, even though I know earlier this week Jerry said he feels comfortable with Jason Peters taking 60 to 70 snaps. I don't know if that is I don't, I don't maybe it is. I don't know how linked into realistic expectations that is, and so you're going to bump off, I guess, maybe McGovern or Tyler Smith, or it, it just feels like they are intent on going with the ball and maybe Peter's combination out on the right side. So I'm curious if they go with a rotation of McGovern and Smith at left guard as well, as opposed to kicking Smith out to the well, right tackle. could you rotate the Smiths a little bit? If you're doing that, I mean, I don't know how tough it is that you're actually asking Tyler Smith in the same game to play guard and tackle. That could be tough where you're like, hey, the first series, Tyron Smith's our tackle, Tyler Smith's our guard. He's the been next doing a little series, bit of that this year. I just spit everywhere. He's he's actually done that, but I think it's more to prepare yeah. to prepare him yeah. for Tyron yeah. coming back right now. But I agree with you. Like, I mean, he's now he's got to learn both positions for each game and thinking that way. Yeah. So I guess, and to your point, you know, I forget, but he has done that. So maybe it's it's a lot easier than I think, and that's a way to try to keep Tyron Smith healthy. Because let's let's be honest, Tolos, that dude's broken. And I know he's great, and yeah. I know that he has a great chance to make the Hall of Fame. But if you're expecting him to play the next four games and not get any bad nicks and bruises where we're going, he's questionable for the playoffs, you're living in la-la land. I mean, let's just go the last five years. Are you concerned that the Cowboys live in that place when it comes to him? A little bit, but I'm hoping at this point they are not. They're, they're actually realistic with – we're I'm, you don't. I understand for Jerry when he comes on tomorrow, he'll be like, he's great and he's going to be great and he's going to play another 15 years in the NFL. I, I get what he's going to sell to us. I'm not going to buy it because let's live in the reality of things. I'd be like, hey, Jacob Degrom's going to make 150 starts over. Yeah, his- yeah. I think they. Like, I think happening. they see it the same way. Like we look at. I do think they see it the same way we look at Degrom, where they're like. We got, we know we kind of have to work him a little bit. Yeah, uh, we got to you know to to make sure we got our guy out there, but you know we can't stress him too much. I guess my question, to you guys, is: Do you think over the next four games that you're going to see the same offensive line? No, I don't. In each game, no. Or even, I think you're going to see a version of the offensive line that you will see in the playoffs. But I don't think you're going to see the same one even like every single game leading up to it because I think they have too much they have to figure out before and the I th- playoffs. And I think part of it is going to be they're going to run some of those rotational patterns, maybe at right tackle and left guard, to see if they're like, okay, well, the offense definitely works better with this guy or with these two guys or whatever the case might be. So I think that's how you're going to get the rotational patterns. So they're going to use analytics 
to figure I, out I think which just, offensive line gets the most production. I honestly sometimes plays. I'm not entirely sure how much they feed into that. I know they do to a certain degree, but I think they're just going to look at it and be like, hey, did you see that two-minute drive with Jason Peters when he was like, I need to go into we, the do game? Do we even need an offensive line? Just run Dak out there, let him, let him do his thing. I have all of the playoff scenarios for the Cowboys to clinch a playoff berth this weekend. By the way, that would be a big deal. First time in 15 years the Cowboys have made the playoffs in back-to-back years. I was told which is sad. I was told uh sometime recently mm-hmm. just beat Jacksonville and you're yes, in the playoffs. Yes. But I think it was on this show. Mike and you guys all told me I have to be on upset alert. Oh, so yeah, that's right. I have contingency yeah. plans in case you do not beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Contingency plan number one, you tie the Jags, and then the Giants and Washington does not end in a tie. That would get you, which I know precedent will say they'll definitely tie. Yeah. But they always tie this year. If you tie and they don't, you're in. Let's go. Next scenario. All right. You tie again. So we don't even have to win no. the game against Jacksonville no. and we're in the playoffs? I have scenarios where you don't even have to Monday's tie. Monday's going to be so easy. You can tie and Seattle loses or ties. Or if you really think we're on upset alert and the Cowboys are going to lose, a Seattle loss and a Detroit loss or a Seattle loss and a Washington loss. Any of those five scenarios, with obviously the simplest being win the game, mm-hmm. will get you into so the, the Cowboys playoffs. can lose Correct. and still be in the playoffs Correct. with what you just said. Yes. And Dude, this is awesome. Seattle plays the 49ers. That game is tonight. Yeah. Do you think Seattle's so we'll going to lose? We'll know by the end of uh, tonight. No, you won't because then you still need a Detroit or Washington loss to pair with Seattle them. has played like we thought Seattle was going to play The lately. last few weeks, yeah. Right? We're like, yeah, Seattle's going to be one of the five worst teams in the NFL, and they weren't. But recently they are. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go as San Francisco wins tonight just because San, uh, Seattle has just started playing horribly bad lately. I like what Mike just said. And if Seattle loses. Then we win. No. Okay. Again, then you still need either a Detroit loss or a Washington loss. But, Corey, I hope you're on board with scenario one yeah. where you just beat the Jags. I kind of like the idea of not even oh showing God. up, you know, as, if the other teams <sighs> lose. But you still have a chance to catch the Eagles. But then you don't. Then of. if you don't show up, you don't play bad, and people can't gripe about you playing bad yeah. against uh, the Jacksonville you know Jaguars. Let's revisit that on Monday. The Cowboys just don't show up, and you think the talk will be well? At least they didn't play bad, yeah. and it won't be shocking news from the gridiron as the Cowboys <laughs> refuse to play a football game, but still clinch a playoff. It'll no. The headlines will be, and the Tolos. I'm pretty sure the Tolos. They're all pretty smart people. All mm-hmm. right. That they're mm-hmm. gonna sit there and go, you know what? That was smart by the Cowboys no. not to risk injury. <laughs> oh no, no, not no. to put Mike out there to wear his body down anymore uh-huh. uh, to make sure that Tyron is still healthy. Like I think that Cowboys fans would understand. I'm gonna go on a limb and say no to all of that. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. How's it going? We're doing good. We're doing good. We were just having a conversation about the offensive line. From what you've seen, from what you've heard, do you feel like you have a grasp on what they're going to trot out, at least to try out at first with the reconfigured offensive line? 
Well, there's so many alternatives, right? Yes. That they, they can go with. To me, uh, the simplest one would be getting uh, Tyron Smith ready to play right tackle. Uh, just oh. because you're pretty set on the on the left side. Uh, and, I, you know, in, you've got to keep, I think, Josh Ball somewhat active. Um, now, I'm not saying Tyron Smith's going to go out there s- Sunday and play 60 snaps, right? Uh, I'm just saying maybe they work towards that uh, eventually. Uh, it just seems simple. Uh, if if you start doing all the other stuff, moving this guy into guard and another guy to tackle, and then somebody else has got to play right tackle, uh, I think it gets pretty complicated. So um, to me, and, and look, I, no one has told me that or anything. I just kind of my own deduction of logic would say, why can't Tyron Smith eventually end up at right tackle? Okay. That, I guess that hadn't even come up a lot in our conversation, so I'm intrigued by that idea. Well, did, what did you guys have? So we had a couple of different – I thought they might use rotational patterns at both left guard and right tackle with the left guard bouncing between Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern with Tyron going to left tackle and then right tackle rotating between Jason Peters and Josh Ball. But I think we not, we didn't have a consensus. We were all kind of like bouncing through yeah. those options, like you said. And that's an option uh, that, that certainly uh, could take place. So I think one of the things you have to decide is, does Connor McGovern play left guard better than any of the alternatives playing right tackle right uh and look from what i can tell josh ball had two bad plays but i bet you didn't know he was out there until the fourth quarter right so that means he played almost two quarters without his name coming up it's just that those obviously those yes two they bad were then plays, it came they up. Hurt. Yeah, yeah then it yeah. came up and and so you know i i, I think you can't give up on him and I can't imagine that um, Tyron Smith's going to go out there with one padded practice today that they haven't seen and say, okay, he's out there for 60 snaps. I, I think that would be an injustice to him. Uh, and you you would, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, jeopardize him staying healthy. Uh, so, you know... Peters, I don't think he can play sixty snaps. Do you? I don't. And like we, that was one of our talk, our discussions. Is I know on Tuesday, Jerry was like, "Yeah, we think he can play sixty to seventy snaps." And I mm. didn't I, see. And that's what I said. I was like, "I don't." I hear in a game. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> I believe yeah. that is. I don't believe that is realistic. Yeah. So, uh, and I thought Mike was uh, McCarthy was pretty clever yesterday when Thanks, he said man. we'd like to keep that a secret till Sunday, but I don't like my odds. Oh, of keeping it a secret because he yeah. knows Jerry's going to be on with us yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, right. Yeah, that makes that was the And you guys part. will be the instigators. <laughs> yes, right? well, no, absolutely. It'll be, it'll be Mike Bassick. Uh, it'll be Mike. That's the one that uh, he's the Jerry whisperer is what we call him. He gets uh, he gets all the secrets from right. Jerry. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just think there's so many different options they have there. Uh, that uh, maybe we get a better idea when they go out to practice uh, today. Because yesterday basically was a walkthrough, um, and no one was really allowed to 
to watch it. So maybe today we'll get an indication of what's going on. Kevin, I have an option for my question here. Okay. This is either do I get the to cow- pick? the Cowboys don't show up and oh God, what would happen there? Don't do that. Or the other question. Uh, let's go with I choose right. the other question. When is Odell Beckham Jr. going to be a Cowboy? No! Soon, huh? <laughs> is that what you wanted to hear? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And in what capacity? Exactly. I mean, could they sign him and put him on injured reserve? Huh. Honestly, Mickey, I support that. Just whatever gets the process over with is right. what I support. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think, or could they sign him and it's for next year? Absolutely, they could. So th- there's a lot of options on that one, too. Because suddenly in, what, how, how many days has it been? I've lost track of my days. He was here last week. It was, it's been 10,000 days. Mickey. I know. That's how I long know. we've been talking about it. I was going to say, he, his, his, his ability to play hasn't improved in five days. No. Right? No. It's still the same. Yes. Um, so, you know, you, you can sign him if he's willing to and then put him on IR or put him on the practice squad. And then when you get to the playoffs, assuming they can win another game, uh, and, and then, you know, you see where he's at. And, and he could be maybe a spot guy. I mean, that's sort of – I mean, they're not going to send T.Y. Hilton out there for 60 snaps, right? I would assume not. So, you know, when when someone asked me why, I, it, it reminded me last year – with T.Y. Hilton, by the way, and I don't mean to get off subject here, uh, that remember when the Cowboys played Vegas last yes. year, Thanksgiving? Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. Who who gave them a pain in the you-know-what? The refs. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Secondly. Shane yeah. Leckler. No, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah, that's right. He caught three passes, a 56-yarder for a touchdown, a 16-yarder, uh, a 31-yarder to set up a touchdown, and he got a P.I. in the end zone yeah. on a deep ball. So I would think, and and but he he wasn't he caught three passes. That was it. But they sent him deep, right? And you could do that with T.Y. Hilton and say, okay, I'm going to give you 20 snaps. Three of them will send you on a nine route. They're going to have to cover you. They don't know if we're throwing it to you. But they got to cover you, and if they're covering him and worried about his speed, then maybe that opens up something for someone else. And that's one thing that this team still needs to do is attack with big plays. And if you keep hearing Mike McCarthy talk about the importance of those 20 big plays, 20 yards or more, and if you don't get those, then the defense starts compacting on you yeah. and getting closer and closer. And then those throws over the middle that they've had some problems with, with tip balls and interceptions, uh, you know, maybe those start opening up because they got to protect the edges. Uh, so I, I can see T.Y. Hilton serving a, a deal like, because he, he sounded yesterday, he's ready to go. Yeah. Um, he's but studying you know, 10 hours a day. That's man. right. And and you don't, but you don't want him to go out there and pull a hamstring, right? Because he hasn't played football. Um, so he's going to get what a, a padded practice today, and then whatever they do on Saturday, and that's it. Uh, so you got to be careful. But I think as a deep threat, it'll give teams something to worry about, just the way Deshaun Jackson kind of terrorized the Cowboys 
uh, last year in that Vegas game. But then going to o, o, you know, Odell, um, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, I heard that beginning of the week that, yeah, maybe if it was 10% that they signed him last week, maybe it's 20% now. So I don't know if that encourages you, discourages you, or gives you any more clarity. It discourages me because I wish it was zero or 100. Because, <laughs> <Right. laughs> by God, I want to know now. Yeah. Right? Yes. Or or I just don't want to hear about it anymore. I think that's, that's where I'm at. Because, like, some people treat him like he's, you know, 1989 Jerry Rice coming in here or whatever. And I'm well, like, it'd be nice if he was 2019. Odell sure. Beckham Jr., right? I, I would accept that. I, I was curious. I, I know a lot of uh, waves were made with Micah on the Vaughn cast about what he said yeah. about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, but there was something else he said that I thought was really intriguing. He talked about trench warfare, and it was like, I'm not going to lie, when I paid linebacker a whole lot last year, my body was more fresh. Yep. There were some plays where I wouldn't get touched. When you're on the line, you're getting touched every single play. That felt like some really interesting insight into his body right now and the possibility of like getting worn down differently than last year amen to that yep because i'm not a fan of him lining up every play on the defensive line because then he's right he's going to take on some 320 pound guy every play because you got to get around him and they can put a running back over there or a tight end over there and, you know, from what I saw this this last game, it seemed like most of this, if not all, the snaps were at defensive end. Yeah. And they zeroed out. And you lose the ability of the sneak attack, right? He's at linebacker. They don't know if he's blitzing up the middle. They don't know if they're going to put him on the defensive uh, line outside Demarcus Lawrence and have a five-man front. Um, Drop him into it, safety. It's just too easy to <laughs> take him out when he's a defensive end because he's not built like a defensive end. He's built like a linebacker. And I, I absolutely agree with him. Um, and, and you do get worn down by taking on one of those guys every time somebody's, you know, almost, you know, some of them might be 100 pounds heavier than him. But there's no way he's going to say, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to do this I, or, or take me off this. Let me get some, right? No, like, no. He's not that kind of guy. No, no, he's, uh, he won't, he won't. Yeah. He'll do whatever you ask him to do. Uh, but I think his point is good that, yeah, you know, you 30, how many, and I, I don't have my deal with me right now, how many snaps he ended up getting in the game, but I bet it wasn't 50%. Right. Um, so I think when they lost Dorrance Armstrong there for a while, it was like, okay, let, let, well, and, then, and they were getting something out of Barr and Clark. It's like, okay, we can use him to rush the quarterback, and, and that's fine, but you're right, and he's right, and he's right too, uh, and, and I don't think it was nothing against Jalen Hurts, although he used his name. You know, when it comes to, you know, MVP, it, it, it's usually a quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, right or wrong, that that's the most visible position, and that's the easiest one for people to vote for. So it always ends up a quarterback. Is it the quarterback? You know, and some of the quarterbacks, yeah, they're really good, but they also have a you know a good system. So you got to watch yourself when you say stuff, trying to tell the truth or how you really feel, <laughs> right. because it's probably not going to go down with the mainstream thinking.
You know what? At some point, we'll loop you into this long-term discussion we've had about how much percent of the truth can general society handle. So we will have that conversation with you at another point. That might be about the same percentage as signing Odell Beckham Jr. Wow. All right. So hopefully zero or 100 (laughs) is. All right. We will catch up with you tomorrow, good sir. All right. Talk to you guys. There you go. Mickey Spagnola. I think he's gone from DallasCowboys.com. I know he loves you. Is no longer with us coming up. No, I meant he's off the line coming up next. It's time for baseball nuggets with Mike Basick. You want some Raphael Devers in Texas? Let's talk about him next. Oh. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan, and it's time for what I believe will be a special announcement edition of Baseball Nuggets with Mike Basak. Yes, before we get into my Baseball Nuggets, at noon today we will be interviewing new Rangers pitcher Andrew Heaney before he has oh, his press conference. Okay. Uh, I believe his press conference is at 1 o'clock, but at noon he's going to uh, join us and we can ask him all the questions like, hey, you going to start, relieve? What's the role Do you role think he's here? instantaneously going to have that answer? That would be phenomenal. I do, I do think – I think he does because signing it's here – Expectation, yeah. Just like Mike Miner. Remember when Miner came from the Royals, he was a reliever, and the reason he signed here was because he knew he was going to be in the rotation. So – just like, I mean, you know, everybody keeps those promises. Just like, you know, signing JaVel McGee to I a three-year, $15 million dollar contract. And would he get mad if I said, he's start. would he get mad if I asked him, hey, are you the reason we can't have Rodon? Yeah, I think he would. I don't think you should ask that. And he probably doesn't have much to do with that. But I do have a, by the way, Andrew Heaney at noon today. Carlos Rodon, the reports are the Yankees and him are far apart. Yes! And you know what this is reminding me of? And I have no clue if it'll play out this way, but just hope it does. Remember when Adrian Beltre wasn't even really considered by the Texas Rangers? There was... Now, there has been rumors of Carlos Rodon in the Rangers, but there was nothing that showed that the Boston Red Sox Adrian Beltre was going to be a Texas Ranger Adrian Beltre. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, his deal with the Angels fell through. They became far apart. And you're just like, well, this is interesting, this Adrian Beltre thing. Like, he's still a free agent. This is thought he was going to sign pretty quick. He had a good year in Boston, this and that. And the next thing you know, Adrian Beltre is a Texas Ranger. Yeah. Now, there was like, oh, I think you guys overpaid for him. And obviously, the Rangers did not overpay for him because he way – I he was one of those people. more than anybody could have ever thought. one of those people. Kevin said that he didn't want Beltre and Andrus on the same side of the field because both of them had too much range. And guess what? I was right. That's what led to the shift. Facts. It absolutely happened. I don't know why Mike didn't instantly agree with me on that. I'm kind of confused. Mike, generally, I'm kind of you confused. think Kevin's pretty pretty good with his stuff, right? Yeah. On that one? That you didn't want two guys with great range? It's too much. And so I invented the shift. I'll find the drawing for you right. that invents the shift where you slide Adrian Beltre over a little bit, Elvis Andrus, and then I, ha- I move the fielders on the right side all that the was way much af- That was far after, though. That was much later after you went, you know what? I was wrong about having all this no, range. No, I was not wrong. I created the shift before anybody in Major League Baseball talked about the shift. The shift is over. I know. It's a sad day for me. I took that especially hard. 
All right, so Carlos Rodon, there's no rumor to him being connected with to the Rangers right now at all, except before the offseason started, before the Rangers signed Jacob deGrom, before they signed Andrew Haney, before all this started, there was a lot of rumors with Carlos Rodon and the Texas Rangers. It would be unbelievable if you got to mid-January, Carlos Rodon is still available, and somehow the Rangers are just like, you know what, a couple of trades that we, maybe we wanted to make, a couple other things that we thought were going to go through, because... If you remember, how did the Rangers get all that money? Sold cat for cash considerations. Cliff Lee oh, yeah. didn't come back to the Texas Rangers. Cliff Lee decided to sign with the Philadelphia Phillies. And they did have money earmarked for Cliff Lee. But once he didn't choose the Rangers, they yeah. said, gosh, you know what? We do have the money available. We are willing to spend on this American League championship team. And even though we have Michael Young playing third base, Maybe we should sign Adrian Beltre. And they did. And it ended up working out great. It didn't end up working out super great for Michael Young. It kind of pushed him to true. kind of being a first baseman and then kind of then people saying that he shouldn't be here anymore. Not me not being one of those guys. Yeah. But it ended up that, um, you know, Michael Young ended up going elsewhere a little bit later in life. Let's talk about this article I found on MLB.com, uh, which I really liked. And it is 10 trade candidates who could soon be on the move. Oh, Now I pay off on my tees. One of these is Raphael Devers. So it says this, and I do like this. Now, I don't know what the Red Sox are thinking, but they just lost Xander Bogarts. The Red Sox will surely feel pressure to sign Devers to a multi-year extension. Everybody has said Devers has all the power in the world right now because of where the Red Sox are at, what they thought they were doing. Remember, they signed local product from Irving Trevor Story last offseason, and they're like, man, we got Bogarts, we got Story, and we're going to keep Bogarts and Devers, and then they lose Bogarts. So they're in a weird position right now. But Devers is said to be seeking more than $300 million on a new contract. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of money. And he's pretty good. He is, he's one of the best hitters in the game. He's not a it. good defensive third baseman. It's okay. Defense doesn't win championships. Um, It helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it says, there's, it says the Red Sox could look to move Devers with one year remaining until he becomes a free agent. So he has one year left, and then he becomes a free agent. And it's just saying the Red Sox, if they can't work out a deal, then they have to move them because you just can't lose Bogarts for nothing yeah. and then and lose, lose Devers, Devers for, for nothing. It just it ruins your organization. Yeah. And so I just throw this out here. If they don't want to give Devers 300-something million dollars, by the way, he's going to be 26 years old or is 26. He's going to play this whole upcoming season at 26. So he's still a pretty young guy. One of the best left-handed hitters, I think, in the American League. Uh, last year he batted 295, was an 879 OPS. And remember, I think league average for OPS was like 700. Like that, it was low last year for OPS. And I think that was ninth in baseball. Okay, so that gives you a great idea. Even though sometimes I always want to see 1.0 something yeah. as like a great OPS. Like last year, that wasn't the case. 879 was ninth in the hole in all of baseball. I, I, I have to double check if it was AL or all of baseball. Okay. But either way, it Just was goes top, to show. top 10 in I one bet, of them. I bet he gets injured a lot and doesn't play many games, though, uh, throughout each season. Do you have his stats pulled up? Since he got to Boston, 121, 156, 57. That was one, in the 60-game yes, season. 156 and 141. Like, he plays Whoa. a lot of baseball. So I'm in. The thing about 
this could this could be the bat everybody maybe wants, right? This is the bat to put probably batting second in your lineup. Yeah, if I can't get Soto, I'd be very happy yeah. to add this to my lineup. But you'd want to trade for first of all, you're gonna have to give up pretty good stuff. Not the greatest of stuff. We didn't get really into Max Fried yesterday, but Max Fried has two years left on his contract. Max Fried is probably I would put the bidding at you want to win, you want to get him. You're probably going to need to trade Jack Leiter, Evan Carter, Owen White, and um, uh, Duran. Ezekiel oh, that's Duran. a lot. That is a lot. But, but you're getting the dude who finished candidate. second in Cy Young last year. He's in his prime. You get him for two two years. You get him for this year yeah. and next year. And the Braves are considered a World Series contender right now. So for them to give up the second, the the guy who finished second in Cy Young last year, that is it trying to win it all. Makes me a little nervous. Right. So I, I'm not saying that the Rangers should do that. But if you're wondering what would it take to get Max Reed, that would be a very competitive. The 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 Braves would think, whoa, wait a second. We, we really need to consider this here because yeah. they're offering us three guys in the top 100 prospects and another guy who's considered a pretty good prospect who's played a little bit in the major leagues. So Raphael Devers, I don't think would cost you that much, but I do think you might have to look at a Jack Leiter in the deal. Is that the loan kind of premium, premium prospect? Or you're just With, saying that's how we start? It? I think that's how you start, but I don't know if you have to give up another guy in the top 100. I don't think you have to give up okay. Evan Carter or Owen White or Josh Young. Now, if you wanted to do Josh Young for Raphael Devers, uh, I'm sure Boston would be interested if they can't sign him because then they're just replacing a third baseman with a guy that they'd have control with for six years. I yeah. don't know where the Rangers are aren't with that. I think... Let me ask you guys this real quick. I have more, but if I don't get to it, I don't get to it. And this is all hypothetical. It doesn't say Raphael Devers to the Rangers in the article. It just says that, look, they might have to move him if they can't figure out a long-term solution. Would you trade? I know this wouldn't be one for one, but the main piece being Josh Young. Would you trade Josh Young for Raphael Devers? Yes. Deal. Because of injury history? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would, too. Now, obviously, you'd trade Josh Young, and you'd have to add uh, probably a pretty solid pitcher. You know, maybe they do like Colwyn. Maybe their their people see Colwyn as having a very bad AAA season, but very fixable from what he was in 2021. Because he was a good pitcher in 2021 in the minors. I just, with the injuries to Josh Young, but the other thing is, sometimes I think folks rule out players that you already know can do this. Yeah. Like, I know Devers can yeah. do this, whereas Josh Young, we're hopeful, we're optimistic for a variety of reasons, but we don't know. Yeah. Now, in the article, I know I'm not going to have time to do all of this. There's Brian Reynolds in the article who we've talked about before. 28-year-old outfielder would fit in great uh, in left field for the Texas Rangers. And then here are two names that I found very interesting. If the Rangers are trying to win 90 games, which that puts you in the playoffs. It seems like they are. Liam Hendricks, the closer for the Chicago White Sox, he's 34 years old. He had 37 saves last year. Okay, That would help you out tremendously. In your bullpen. We don't feel like we have a closer right now. Right, we don't. It's weird, though, that the White Sox would still be a competitive team for the playoffs and trade their closer. But maybe they feel good about the back end of their bullpen and they can let him go. The other one is Gregory Soto. He's a two-time All-Star, has made the All-Star team the last two years for the Detroit Tigers. I'm going to be honest about this. I do like Gregory Soto. He's inconsistent, and the only reason he's a two-time All-Star is because he plays for the Tigers, and they have to have an All-Star. They have zero (laughs) All-Stars. He shouldn't have made the All-Star team, but you have to put a Detroit Tiger on the All-Star team. And he was the best of the worst. And he was the best Detroit Tiger they could put on there. 
I'm so, laughing, but the Rangers kind of were almost in that spot too recently. So he yeah. had a 3.28 ERA last year. He had 30 saves. He had 18 saves the year before. He's 28 years old. He's a left-hander that throws 100 miles an hour. I do really like him. So don't get me wrong. I do really like him. I, I like what I see from him. He's he oh struggles at times to throw strikes. He, he can had get wild. Losses last year. He can get wild and that he is. can blow some games for you. So I do like him. He's not going to cost you a whole bunch, uh, but. I'm just wondering about this bullpen as we get ready for the next segment is will the Rangers try to improve this bullpen over the next month or so, or will they go into the season with what they have? Because you feel like that is a necessity if you're going to compete. It's dangerous. If you're planning on winning 90 games, I think you need to add to this pen. Okay. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's talk Cavs and Mavs. Plus, Luca loves the kids. But maybe not Mark Cuban so much. Mm. We'll do it next right here on The Fan.